0: We here at Brew, uh, Beards, Brewers, and Bros like to take a moment of silence and offer
1: our thoughts and prayers to the families of the uh, most recent school shooting. It's a tragedy, and we'd like to just hold a moment of silence and pay respects.
2: Second that, and duly noted. Uh, it's a sad day Anytime You know, life's cut short, and you know what? That's It's just a bad deal all the way
0: around. Yeah, this is something that could have been avoided once again. And, you know, as much as jocularity and, you know, shenanigans we bring to the show, uh, especially Jared and myself, we're fathers first. And, you know, we have children in school. So it's a it's a worrisome fear. And you never want to see, you never expect this to happen. But here we are again. Uh, thoughts and prayers, condolences to the families of the victims.
2: Tagging that. Well, guys, what do you say we get on to our normal business? Let's get back to the normal shenanigans. Guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Beards Brews, and Bros. I am your host, the man from Moss River, with my co-host, Mr. Byron Moss. And without further delay, our little array of sunshine, Mr. K Rob.
0: That's the ni- that's that's really nice of you. You know. Uh, great, great to great to be back as always, guys. We got a lot it's, to get it's, into it's, this Hey, day. hey, hey,
1: it's it's not fair to call him the little array of sunshine for the simple fact of he absorbs all the light
0: watch it yeah but, yeah because you know no because you know what it's factual about, it's it's this, factual watch it with your watch it with your science there but it's, it is true it's also, factual, sir also Man, this, he's star, turning purple. Also this, this star yeah, is, this is just purple cute. drink there this is not purple drink this is a shake <laughs> this is right, listen, that, that a help a, shake it, it's a boost energy shake with strawberries, uh, blueberries, and honey bunches of oats, vanilla almond. Thank you. Do you have a protein. Are, powder are we
2: at that stage in our? Li- no. Well, I was gonna say, are we at that stage in our lives where we require boost or Metamucil? <laughs> I'm at a de-
0: No, and this actually was my daughter's water. shake because I'm out of I'm out of SlimFast.
1: Well, I, I look for the day where I see a, pic, a a video of Kyle. Like taking handfuls of protein powder in his face, and just doing those lifts.
0: Listen, I'm not that <laughs> crazy. You know what's you know what's crazy? Seventy three year old Ric Flair doing those heavy ropes, tossing them like a madman. I saw that this morning when I was leaving. Word, like you I were said, killed yeah. me
2: was the sled man. He's you having he's having his too? last
0: match. Did you know? Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, I know, but it's not necessary, dude. It's. Yeah. I, I like I'm not I'm not gonna say
0: you know what's necessary and what's not. And I know my mama would tell him to sit his old ass down like she does everybody her age and up. But dude, think, go out with Shawn Michaels, th- that's the way it needed to be. That is not his last match. His last match was in TNA against Hogan in 2011, and he does not. Want I that to know, the last but
2: I'm season. saying I, I don't acknowledge that. I'm just saying that if it should have been the way it should have been. Shawn Michaels should have put him down, and then of course, whenever they had that last hurrah on Raw that following Monday, that's how it should have been.
0: Of course, it should have been, been. But you know why Rick kept wrestling, right? He can't give it up. He's got no, Al because no, he owed no. a shitload of money. I he he said he's got album money. money.
2: Alimony, the whole fucking nine. I mean, How many times did Vince McMahon pay for his taxes over the years? I'd like to see that balance. I don't know.
0: Maybe, maybe something like that is public record. But once again, no, you're not going to see me pumping a bunch of you know protein powder. I'm not that dude. Listen could you imagine me walking around all swole at my height like how that would,
1: would be hilarious I need to see that
0: get swollen <laughs> no I look like I look like those big old like blue dinosaur things from Donkey Kong country with the huge arms
2: I want to see dude that looked ripped like a look like a ripped california rain, don't California raise it like
0: <laughs> I do not want to see that no listen. I'm trying to lose about I'd say about 20 twenty five pounds and I've lost six so far thank you very much um you know what I, know I would when
2: I stepped across the sc- scale this morning when I went to the doctor?
0: Your scale cried. No, not really. Did
2: one too many? No. Surprisingly, <laughs> I have like maintained the same weight consistently, and I'm surprised. I'm 305. Like I don't know how. I'm just cruising on that line of 305.
0: Uh, because once again, any, you don't have to even work out. It just—it's you, you know. That's I remember this guy was pushing worked.
1: like 240 at one point in time.
0: Yeah, well he worked work out.
2: Yeah, 240, 220 was like my main thing. Well, guys, you know what? Let's talk about something else we're going to be boosting this week. Let's gonna talk about the categories we're going to be talking about. <laughs> One thing we're definitely going to address. We're going to talk about albums that most us growing up in any time of our childhood, adolescence, anything. And then after that, we're going to have a very strong heated debate about movies that critics have panned the hell out of and movies that we absolutely adore, but don't get why they don't. And then finally, Kyle over there is going to hit the rewind button and swing it on back. And we're going to finally discuss a nice review of one of our favorite games, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Boys, I think it's going to be a momentous episode.
0: To borrow a phrase from Vince McMahon, it's going to be stupendous.
2: (laughs) Calm down there, Vinnie Mac. Better dial that back. Jared, you can't forget the nerd news. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the nerd news. I, I... As I live and breathe, two of us absolutely or without anything, but you know what? We're going to talk about a little bit of stuff. I've got a nice little thing I want to discuss, and everyone else has, of course, a couple of inputs. So, guys, what do you say we go ahead and we start the show off right, and we adjourn to the Nerd News Corner?
1: I'm ready for this.
2: Well, guys, welcome to the Nerd News Corner, where all the facts are straight and everything is nerdy. And guys, I am going to start us off this week, if that's okay with everyone involved. I figure say the best for last, Mr. Byron. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I recently acquired a new snare head. So I've been kind of in the market, been doing reviews and trying to find something that fits my sound. Because obviously, you guys both know we're getting ready to get back out and start gigging once again. And I needed my sound to be close to what I was used to and accustomed to. So I started looking all over the internet, trying to find something that's close to par for what I want. And you know what? Something from Evans caught my eye, and I ended up picking it up. And it is called the heavyweight snare head, two-ply snare head with the reverse dot. Folks, I have been very impressed with the attack of this head. Uh, honestly oh dude it's it's got some really good pull to it like i am it gives me the snare sound like you know here's my universal test usually whenever i'm trying to check my sound on my snare i'm here doing a roll like getting the double bass going doing that you know trying to go through the runs and usually if it passes the test i'm like flawless it's great uh this time like i said i enjoy the fact of just how tonally sound this head is so obviously having the dot in the middle you can just beat the hell out of this head it can take a beating you get a really crisp sound but here's the other thing outside of that little ring in the middle you actually get other sounds so if i wanted like a more like hollow sound you know Mm -hmm. it's very adaptable to metal rock and even some awesome
1: that's really good like you so want a that, good, good versatile like snare. That's really good.
2: And then, of course, also too, I had to, another shameless plug. I had to go get my groove juice on so I could clean my cymbals. No one likes dirty what? brass, folks. <laughs> groove juice.
0: Well, mm. well, well, that could be taken a whole different way.
2: Well, it's meant to get in the cracks and clean all the tarnish out of, you know, brass symbols. And then they also have Groove Juice Jr. for those budget friendly snare or not snares, but budget friendly symbols.
0: The names are killing me. <laughs> well, we all, dude, we... So we all thought your, all
1: thought your uh, Groove Juice was Jaeger.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is the truth there. Jaeger and rock and roll all day, every day. There's a reason one of my favorite pedals of all time is called the Big Muff.
0: <laughs> uh, guys hate to interject here I just got roasted via text message uh, pr- pr- prior, uh, Due to our earlier conversation About p- uh, protein powder I just got called the Pillsbury Swole Boy
2: <laughs> Oh god damn
0: <laughs> Shout out to the first love of my life Samantha Kuiper for that Damn I'm that dead. was good I'm dead <laughs> Show's <laughs> over, folks. We're done. We'll see you next week. It is over. Damn
2: that the was. The load good. has been spent, and all things, dude. She she delivered it, man.
0: Uh I, I, oh. oh my God. I I thought. <laughs> God damn it. I'm
2: kind of taking it back. how uh, hard
0: but... to to leave me speechless.
1: Folks, folks. <laughs> Not if you very put hard. A of, uh, put a picture uh, of the Pillsbury Swole Boy here on our uh, any one of our social media accounts. You'll get a shout out next week.
0: Kyle, are like, you turning purple over there? <laughs> <laughs> you have nerd news. Don't worry about me. You keep on going. You're, look at that goddamn, about, goddamn California raisin news. over
2: there, man. You better get back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyle. But... Yeah, it, it, anyway, since I was interrupted by the Pillsbury swole boy over there, <laughs> overall, this head has met all of my expectations. I mean, like I said, <sighs> it's versatile. The playability of it. Obviously, I don't recommend it for a jazz player because this head is meant to literally take a beating. Two genres I know that are designed for that. Rock and metal. And that's my piece for the day.
0: And actually, I do want to interject. I do have a bit of nerd news, and it does tie into music. Uh, I got to listen to the latest single last night, and this will also lead into uh, albums that made us. Well, you better tell
2: on. people what singles are because, man, I I ask these kids all the time when I was telling them, oh, like, oh, did you hear what the new EP is? And they're like, what the fuck is that? I'm like,
0: "Uh, no, man. You don't know uh, what a goddamn EP is? How about, how about, no, because, like, okay, you see, I just got my hair cut You see these gray hairs that are still there? Got the salt and pepper thing. I ain't trying to be full gray. Don't do that to me right now. I'm, no, like last I'm night,
2: saying, You better well, explain to not, them, man.
0: All right. Well, you know what? Well, we're gonna we're gonna get on y'all's on y'all's asses later for that. But last night slash this morning, I got the opportunity to listen to the latest single by Nightwish uh, lead singer Flora Jansen, and it is called Storm off of the album Storm. It's the second single she's released. Man, this one touched me. If you if you're ever going through anything in life, you feel like you can't push through, listen to this song. And also, i want to flat out say it right now: Floor Jansen is the best singer on planet Earth my god like if you've never if you never watched nightwish uh, live with them or with her as the singer um you're you're doing a disservice to yourself and that also will lead later i want to give a big sh- thank you to jared for introducing nightwish to me years ago took me a while to get there but now i'm a full-fledged card-carrying member of nightwish army so Night- i just want to share how amusing. much i love this song i highly recommend it. it's on youtube and Spotify. She also did a live stream early this morning from her from her farm in the Netherlands talking to fans and their thoughts and opinions about the song and everything and and she's also about the most wholesome sweetest human being that there is too. um, um so give that a give that a look and a double thumbs up for me and that is my nerd he knows-
2: You know, the crazy thing is, I introduced you to this band, but I do not listen to them hardly ever anymore.
0: (laughs) I I have my three go-to's. Because you turned into Mr. Stevie Ray Vaughan. You've forgotten your European roots. No,
2: I I love Europe, because you gotta think, I've got tons of other things I like. You know, obviously, I prefer black country, you know, the ass crack of Sweden. We're talking like In Flames. We're talking about Opus. We're talking about, you know, I, I can go on anyway regardless
1: I've got my three go-to songs by nightwish. Uh, bye bye beautiful, okay. And, uh, amaranth
0: and storytime. those are my 3 two go-to. So, so you're a definite Annette guy, okay, so
2: for me, it would have to be planet hell, obviously Oof. one oh. okay, two, I wish I had an angel, okay? Mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera
0: you're a you're a funny oh, guy. yeah you're yeah, you're 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 an oG. But- but here's the thing if I
2: go two more tracks, then I would have to pick Pode and the Pendulum, and then mm. I would
0: have to pick
2: up uh, uh obviously, Nemo is another one that has a place in my heart, though. Too,
0: mm, 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 mm. oh, uh, Wishmaster.
2: Wishmaster, Wishmaster, Wishmaster,
0: mm-hmm. dude. They're one of the few bands I've seen that are like exponentially better live than recorded in studio,
2: dude. I think like... their guitarist is actually shorter than you, so
0: listen motherfucker <laughs> but uh actually Nightwish has gotten a second li- a second life um in, p- in terms of popularity through youtube reactors especially oh, yeah. from a uh, floor oh, doing yeah. the, doing the vac open air show in 2013 where she was actually sick performing that show and had only two hours to learn the entire set list and her version of ghost love score broke broke the the music corner of youtube
2: it's why does everything sound better at that festival
0: Dude, I have no it's open idea. Air. I have no idea, but she I just I mean, think about that
2: it. and Rock the Ring AM, dude.
0: You know, um there like there's plenty of people like there's a the new term called floorgasms that that fans have whenever they listen to her and there's certain songs like Ghost Love Score, you're just waiting for it and you know you know that the uh, the musical nut is coming every time you're watching. I'm like, "Yep, incoming." Now-
2: I do have a question for you. This is, you know, kind of in that part of the European area. Are you gonna listen to Villa's new album? I, I'm really on the fence about it.
0: I'm definitely giving it a chance because I'm a big I mean, we're big supporters of him. I know how you feel about his you know, his voice not being up to the standard that you have that you have set for him after so many years. But I'm definitely gonna give him a shot.
2: Uh, I'm just concerned with obviously you know, I'm thinking about buying tickets for him to go see him at the House of Blues in Chicago. Ooh, but at okay. the same time, I'm kind of like,
1: My do I want to be Jared?
2: ruined by expectations?
1: You got to wait like this, Jared. What are the odds you can actually see him live ever again? What are the odds?
2: Uh, a lot, actually, because he's one of the more active members. He's constantly out there trying to put out product because you got to think right. he's tried his solo acts before. Uh, Kyle, for example, Summer Wine prime example his stuff with mana uh, uh,
0: i'm i'm excited but it's reserved because yeah like it's been so long and I you mean, obviously
2: I, know he's not gonna do anything from the him catalog
0: you never know i'm not i, I look i take the never say never approach you just don't know mate. like if hey if, if the gig's going great and he's feeling good and someone throws out killing loneliness or something like that uh, or heartache every moment he just might
2: i don't really know who his touring band's gonna be because like i said everyone else is kind of on hiatus right now
1: i mean yeah
0: because not everybody's not everybody's still able to travel from from overseas no it's it's hard to get bands from overseas
2: well here's the thing though you know they were happy at dropping you know the two decades of love metal and then giving a few more tracks to us and then obviously taking a bow out because you gotta think they've been doing this for 20 years have they had any chance to just relax and enjoy things not really
0: not well, really for, so maybe this my, is just my right? from my experience right my
1: experience like most european and overseas bands they don't travel to the united states until like fall through winter pretty much they spend most of their time like summertime springtime over in uh the native area
0: well yeah well yeah that makes sense just to get back into the swing of i mean another one of my favorite bands lacuna coil they just got back into touring and getting together and now they are over here in the states thankfully that is that's a bucket list band i gotta see one day but uh you know I'm, i'm i'm honestly grateful that we got to you know get into this and uh, cuz that's going to that's going to lead more credence to our topic uh, here in just here in just a few minutes but Byron let's go ahead and turn it over to you i know you got something you're very uh, excited i
1: uh, i'm excited yes. for this one so back on May 17th of this year a game released in early access on Steam called V Rising it is a kind of sandbox vampire top-down game and it is um i've only played a couple hours of it but i'm hooked uh, essentially i want you to think diablo-esque uh, gameplay when it comes to like how you move about the map and how you fight enemies, so it's kind of a got the that kind of dungeon crawling aspect to it. But what really sells this game is the building for me the building aspect of it. You get to build your vampire castle however you want, full on customizers like from the ground up, rooms, however you want to, with however aesthetically you want to build it. You got it, and you can also eventually down the road, uh essentially uh, create uh, like NPCs across the map, like villagers and whatnot. You could eventually turn them into like thralls that serve you and help you. Not to that point in the game yet, but as a whole, I am very pleased with this game. I'm excited to see where this game goes. If you're a fan of like uh, something like this, like Dungeon Crawl, yes, like Diablo, give it a chance. It is amazing. You can play it solo. You can play it, multiplayer with your friends. You play it competitively. This game is versatile. What you do, like I'm, the map is huge. And I mean, huge. I mean, it's huge. Like I'm only a small section of the map. i have not even traveled that far.
0: Dang. That sounds sick, dude. I,
1: I, I was the thing is like I, I randomly found this game. And I saw some stuff about it. I was like, this looks amazing. And like I said, I just I've, I bought it uh early this week I think or last week's like that. And I said I'm hooked. And you guys know for me. I'm not a person that jumps into games right out the gate. Usually, usually I usually no. wait years for them to like be fully fleshed out before I make a decision on it. So, like, if it's caught my interest, like, it's, I highly recommend it.
2: <coughs> we'll definitely have to scope it out for sure.
0: I think that's something that we'll have to we'll have to look into for whenever we do live game streaming. Because that, that'd be something. Fun. Oh god, that'd be so much fun. I'm still, still waiting wait.
2: for you to catch a switch over there, man.
0: Yeah, when I got money too, sure. Because we'll you there.
2: know, as soon as we, I know we're gonna eventually gonna get there. As soon as we can get Ninja Turtles going for all of us, that'll be a beautiful thing.
0: That's the that's wraps right there.
1: I, I, I won't be making that kind of purchase until after my honeymoon.
2: You haven't had your man, honeymoon. Yet? Go- I haven't had time. No, huh? he goes here in a little while, but
1: uh yeah. two and a half weeks i think
2: yeah you're not too far out
1: nope i'm excited i'm going to enjoy florida and i'm gonna yeah, i ready for ours
2: like i said i can't wait to go to the dominican but guys we <laughs> I say can't... we close the door on the nerd news what do you think
0: absolutely yep. and uh, as always thank you for checking out our nerd news this week keep it fresh keep it up to date and keep it nerdy and we'll have more of that next week for you back to your regularly scheduled bullshit <laughs>
2: Without further delay, folks, let's talk about it. Let's address everybody's most influential albums for them growing up. I mean, Damn. you can give me anywhere between five or 10.
0: Uh, I don't know if I have enough time, man. Like, pure fact. Yeah, like, just
2: I, I'll, but, honestly, I'll tell you guys, like, Mike, I started a little bit on you earlier. So, like, obviously, whenever I was growing up, it was, we were a very predominant country household. So, obviously, uh-huh. soundtrack for me. Then was the pure country soundtrack. Then obviously later on when I got into middle school and stuff, then the next album for me was blizzard of Oz. That was one of the first few guitar driven albums that got me really hooked on it. And then of course, all the teenage thanks. Then it was anything from simple plan, self-titled album, you know, obviously Anything from Stud Ranch from Blink-182 or anything like that, punk rock phase. And then, of course, like for me, 2005 was Dark Light by him. And then falling In later on, it was Iowa by Slipknot. And then, of course, I mean, I can chase down the rabbit hole. There is so many things that like led me to this. And, you know, you get into other genres from there. You know, it's it's. I've gone from literally country to, you know, classic metal to diving into, you know, pop punk. And, you know, there's just so many genres I love. And I mean, for me, you know, a few songs that I remember growing up that were like constantly worn out in the eighth grade. I'm just a kid. Simple plan for me was one
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: or Green Day, American Idiot, you know, that whole album there yeah bullard
0: of broken dreams man (sighs) that's my favorite song off that album easily or uh wake me up when september ends like that whole album was just that's that's a beautiful song sad but yeah it's uh really beautiful
2: yeah and then of course uh can't go wrong with everybody's uh pump up and get ready to go moments from like the red jumpsuit apparatus false pretense yes false pretense
1: They didn't really
2: have another big hit after that. I feel like you know, the only thing I remember was my senior year, they actually had a song called Senioritis. That's the only thing remotely close I remember that was kind of to their original style.
0: See, uh, growing now, growing up, um, honestly, um, the big thing for me is that movies and TV would introduce me to bands through a specific song that's featured in a movie or something, then I'd hear the rest. And I was raised in an R and B house, R and B soul, Motown, oh, yeah. kind of, you know, all of that, and it's know, some of Earth the best. Earth Fire, Shh. see, somewhere my mama just got real happy just because someone said Earth Wind and Fire. That is her kryptonite right then and there. Um, and she actually got you cannot,
2: th- you cannot tell me you r- cannot smile when you hear one of their tracks.
0: Oh, absolutely. Dude, I, okay, shout out to Walmart Radio real quick, because occasionally they'll play some old school 70s funk and R&B that just catches me off guard out of nowhere. Like, okay, who's the brother or sister running the running the the ones and twos up at, like, two in the morning there? But uh, <laughs> honestly, the first album that I, like, I remember wearing out was a double album, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 by GNR. And uh, okay. introduction and because my, my introduction to Guns and Roses was through Terminator 2, because you could be mines on the soundtrack, and oh, dude,
2: uh, of course.
0: And then, of course, being you know, growing up in the 90s and our neighborhoods and everything, and with the culture, hip hop, ran the roost, still does, as far as I'm concerned. Um, both thugs and Harmony's E 1999 Eternal, you also had uh, I, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Um, Ice Cube's Predator, and then Tupac, All Eyes on Me, Me Against the World, so many. Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, and then once I got yep. exposed to different styles of, you know, different genres of rock, and then you had a, uh, um, had Corn with Follow the Leader, and then that's when I I was introduced to new metal, and then you get that into that was
2: where uh, where the Sidewalk ends, wasn't it? Uh,
0: yeah, you know, Follow the Leader uh, was a I want to say that was a different album. For "Freak on a Leash," I, I but I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But then, and yeah. then, and then, Lincoln Park happened, bro. Like, dude, let me tell you something. In junior high, it was it was a rotation of three bands for me. It was Lincoln Park, POD, Puddle of Mud.
2: Dude, I literally wore out "Minutes to Midnight" whenever that first, when that album came out. But obviously, for me, it was either bring me to life you know
0: uh hybrid dude we, we're actually selling like physical copies of hybrid theory the cd at, at my store and that just that warmed my soul so hybrid much Hybrid is
1: such a great album to see oh, that dude.
0: again it took me back to how everybody was moshing at at junior high dances to lincoln park and you did you did not see black folks moshing to you know quote-unquote white artist if you will but they had that perfect blend of hip of the of their rock and hip-hop it was like listening to run dmc and aerosmith in a way having that mashup, or or rage against the machine or beastie boys but of course we're not people were actually listening to the lyrics near as much as what we do now and you see there's a different a heavier meaning but uh also of course you mentioned him dark light dude come on man you know, and that was before I met you. I that that's like the whole perception is that I only know him because of you. But no, like I saw them on uh, Headbanger's Ball late at night and shit. Yeah. Uh, same with Lacuna Coil and their album, their two thousand five Comedies. Um, one of my favorite songs, I don't even understand because it's all sung in Italian, but it's just so beautiful, self titled uh, song. But dude, what well, was I'm, your
2: second hymn album that got you in t- even deeper?
0: For me, it was Venus Doom a uh, Razorblade Romance cuz like I bought that I went dude, I went to Hastings one day in like '09, and cuz I lived right behind Hastings so I would just walk down there and I bought a stack of CDs from there. So I bought um Deep Shadows Brilliant Highlights and uh, Razorblade Romance, but that was the one that really grabbed my attention out of those two. Of course I love them all, but uh, Razorblade Romance really did it for me.
2: So of- one of me and Byron's mutual friends Ethan Ward, he actually was the guy that got me turned on to him early on so that was kind of the thing for me and i remember he got venus doom for like christmas or something he's like dude dude venus doom off the track there and you got so many other things off there i was like you know what let's check out their early, earlier catalog so then i ended up getting like razor Billy romance and then i acquired uneasy listening volume one and two <sighs> Because you can't go wrong with remixes of songs. And then, of course, Deep Shadows are bringing really highlights. Uh, but for me, love metal. Oh, my God. Beyond mm-hmm. Redemption.
0: Uh, love's Requiem. That's a, that's a song I used to fall mm. asleep to. I used to fall asleep to that. So damn good. Um, now, in my more adult years, at least in the last decade or so, Hailstorm is my go-to for a lot of things. And The Curious They're Case amazing And Their new album, The Steeple, kicks so much ass. Hailstorm is amazing. The,
2: yeah. Speaking of a new album, did you guys see the Punk Rock Factory just released a new Disney themed album?
0: I did not. No, but I'm definitely I'm definitely interested.
2: So a few of their key tracks off there is we don't talk about Bruno, Part of Your <laughs> World. The literal first song on there got me. It's a Michael Bol- Bolton track. Go the distance. They did a couple
0: oh, of that. Heck yeah.
2: I was hooked on that one, and then of course you know. They do, Kyle, this one's for you. I listened to that song all fucking day, Eye to Eye.
0: Okay, now I'm very sensitive <laughs> to how that's redone. Re- well, uh,
2: they actually had the original guy do the song with them. Tebow no, wait,
0: Tevin Campbell? Hell oh, Tevin yeah. Cam-
1: Tevin Campbell, yeah. Tevin Campbell, yeah, fuck.
2: Him and, uh, God bless, what is his name? I, I destroyed something, say. <laughs> I can't think of his name.
1: Uh... So, you know how Spotify, like, at the end of the year review, it tells you, like, what's your most played song? Mm-hmm. I threw my wife's uh, Spotify account for a loop. Her most played song of 2001, or, uh, 2021, 2021, was uh, Tavon uh, Tavon's, uh, Campbell's... Uh, oh, God, what was the song? Uh, Stand Out. I listened to that on repeat a lot uh, in 2021. Heck yeah, you know? it better be. She was like, Shoot. "What?" It's like, imagine that. Like, her we both share the account, and that is her most played one. She listens to it more than I. Her spot by more than I do.
0: First off, that absolutely should be. <laughs> uh, that like that like that dance scene is uh, is goaded and 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 on oh, and on, on, a, on a tangent a goofy movie never gets enough credit for how dope it is and you yes. know why cuz it came out right between Pocahontas and The Lion King I'm, I'm telling you well, right now Well it still
2: had a really bomb ass soundtrack though man
0: it, we're, st- we're still waiting for
1: uh uh Powerlines full album we're still waiting for that
2: Oh yeah that's yeah. going to be a little bit uh, dude I enjoyed whenever Tavon went to actually like the D3s d23 and went ahead and checked out like you know doing like you know for the anniversary of the goof you know goofy Mm -hmm. movie and he's singing there live to it
1: yep i've seen that flawless if if you want another good artist who does those both those songs justice uh check out uh jonathan young
0: i think i've seen him he's on i think he's on tiktok i think i've seen him like
1: don't know but he's got a he's got a a slew of disney covers and his rendition of uh, uh, "Baha'la Rising" is amazing. I don't know if you have heard that song yet, but check it
0: out. Well, I dig it, brother. Uh, man, you you know, music is such an important influence on our lives, and you never know. As I'm a big believer, and you could find inspiration in music. Anywhere doesn't matter where. It's not the same for everybody, and that's the beautiful part of it. Like mm-hmm. most of my family, they you know they primarily love their hip hop and R and B and old school and everything like that. Where I'm a little bit of everything. I mean, legit, I have an entire playlist of just wrestling music that gets me going, you know. Or. It just depends on what I'm in the mood in. Like, it, like if I'm if I'm really mad, I listen to mu- music from Game of Thrones, where I feel like I just want to turn into a dragon and, and burn some people. It just, it Dude, just honestly, solely depends. You know, speaking,
2: speaking of wrestling music, they turned us on to a lot of good bands, too. I mean, honestly, oh, no I remember...
0: One,
2: uh, I'll be honest. I used to wear out the Deadliest Game from Theory of the Dead Man
0: from yeah, Desmond I ha- Day. I, I have that song, actually, on my phone. Uh what, what, uh, and this is also a credit to WWE during the ruthless aggression era when they really started to amp up using licensed music for their pay per views mm-hmm. and things like that. Of course, with Limp Bizkit. how, how do we forget Limp Biscuit? Um, like it's not, it's no shame in admitting you love Limp Biscuit at one point in your life. You,
1: you you love like, most people love no. one song,
2: Urban Roland Zip, and like... My
0: Way, Roland for The Undertaker, My Way for WrestleMania 17. But yep. uh, and also um, crack addict for WrestleMania 19 and uh, build a bridge for Survivor Series '03. But WWE, in a way, they introduced me to Seven Dust, introduced me to the band yeah. Cold, um, and they really got me into Mudvayne because they used the song "Happy" for 2005 Vengeance. So you you just never know, and that's Dude, why you
2: can't forget can't forget Motorhead at WrestleMania. Oh.
0: Yeah, Motorhead Motorhead got a second wind for the last 20 years because of Triple H and the WWF slash E. Playing him to the ring twice at WrestleMania. And the fact that Motorhead's not in the Hall of Fame as a celebrity wing is kind of a joke, quite frankly.
2: Dude, what do you honestly, out of the three songs they have, King of Kings, The Game, or Evolution, which one to you sticks out the most? Ooh, damn.
0: It's it's the game, but if we're picking an individual song, I'm probably going to have to say Line in the Sand for Evolution.
2: Dudes, I, I'm the opposite way. Like, King of Kings for me just hits solid because that's obviously some of the last work. in him, that was one of the last few songs they played Triple H into. And that's a soft spot for me.
0: Okay, I'm tired of the internet listening to what we say because I just mentioned Limp Biscuit, so I checked my Spotify, and it says, Trending Albums for You, Significant Other Limp Biscuit. I have never listened to Limp Biscuit once on Spotify. Now my phone is <laughs> listening to me. Stop it. Jeez.
1: All right, so you guys have had a chance to talk about your albums. Let me talk a little bit about mine. So growing up, my mother listened to a crap ton of country, kind of like St. Where Jared, listened to a lot of country growing up. And yep. so for me, the first album I ever really got into listening to was Tim McGraw's Greatest Hits. Ooh. And to this day, I I can recite by heart something like that by Tim McGraw. And unfortunately, I go very Southern with it. Like, it is funny. My wife laughs at me. It's You got it a twang? Uh, when I sing that song, I do.
2: She mm. loves you and you know it.
1: Oh, I know she does. She puts up my ass. And then as I got older and whatnot, I had a guilty pleasure, Enrique Iglesias. I don't care what anybody says.
0: Oh, no. He's, oh no he's, my a, he's, a, he's a beauty.
1: And I ended up getting his hero album. And it is an amazing album. He does part of it in Spanish as well. So it's, uh, there's two different versions of songs, one in English, one in Spanish. And Spanish songs are phenomenally done. And then I went through my wannabe gangster phase. And I'm sorry,
2: what? My wannabe is gangster wannabe phase. Gang- I don't even
0: want to address that.
1: I got into uh, Ying Yang Twins in the United
0: States of Atlanta. Excuse me. Hold it, hold it, hold it up right now. You, as you are, as I've yes. known you, you're one of the geekiest looking dudes I've ever met. I love you to death. But ain't nothing about you going to that high school screaming, Hah! nothing.
1: <laughs> this was back in your high.
0: This is in junior Which, high, what, what year was that? Oh, you?
1: five, oh six. I was a fucking yep. senior. <laughs> I had my one big gangster face. I'm not so proud of it, but.
0: No, you should I, be admit- proud of that. Because first of all, look, Southern crunk hip hop is that is that stuff. The problem is that will have you wanting to fight everybody.
1: Like that album was, fun. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed the album. Uh, I really love their song, My Brother's Keeper. It is like, it's emotional as hell.
2: Uh, I'll be honest and, with y'all too. I about to say something else that I was into on that side of the fence. My sister, we used to hang with some backstreet boys back in the day. Millennium, everybody, the Blackout, did, yeah. Black and Blue album, yeah. And Literally, couple, no pun intended. Everybody.
1: <laughs> and I also got really into uh, Little John and uh, Fifty Cent. Oh, oh yeah. yeah
0: yes i really i genuinely am because around that time first off if you could look at, if you go to a gym listening to Lil john that that will give you more energy than, than a shot of steroid like, like his, his songs had too much hype
1: you know back in the day you knew you made it if you had Lil john featured in your song
0: L- truth period and,
1: and my, to this day i think my favorite song by 50 sit is uh toy soldier
0: Mm-hmm. i i'm i'm very partial to many men and 21 questions Yep. and yep. can't
1: forget yeah. uh in the club
0: oh i wish i could honestly ain't nothing wrong with the song it's a jam but it's one it's, it's, that's a radio track man yep that's, hey,
2: that's a radio track they went to the high school i'm gonna say y'all
0: I lost me <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it is what jared Jer- mean- this is where jared's caucasity really shines through <laughs> yep
2: Hey, just pick me uh, back up on the next stop when you guys get done.
1: Oh, uh, we're about to hit there because like, after <laughs> after Junior High, I really started getting into new metal. And for through high school, the three bands that really stuck with me were Godsmack, The Faceless Album, Disturbed, uh, Inside the Fire. Oh, no, The Instructable Album. Instructable Album. And, uh, Ah, A Sevenfold. And backcountry and their self titled album, which I will argue to this day, their self titled album is the best album they ever dropped.
2: I will I fight I, you on that. I, I remember giving you so much shit about Disturbed. We had always had this back and yes,
1: forth. Yes, yes. You hated Disturbed. I loved them. They put on I a did. hell of a show. You hated Disturbed?
2: Dude, they're, I. They're I not complex enough many... for him it wasn't so much that too, but the fact that everybody's just like 10,000 fists stricken and I'm just like over here, like that's pussy Strickens, water. You fucking deal with it. It's actually what
1: got me into them. <laughs> like guitar Hero three stricken is what got me really into the band. And I've, I've seen them live. They're great. I've, I've listened up to everything through, uh, immortalized, uh, evolution. I was not really a big fan of it cause they really decided to change the set up a bit, but it's just how it goes. Uh, and Then I Rev 3 was another one. Uh their light em up light up album is yeah, a banger and a half.
2: Hell give me hell yeah. yeah.
1: Right out of the gate. Hell yeah. Just talk about just you want to just get up and like scream. It is amazing. And then as I got older or whatnot, uh I unintentionally discovered how good European uh, music is. I was watching
2: yeah, he- uh, <laughs> go ahead. Dude, you got into it literally as I was getting out of it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty Uh, much it's like we were just slapping hands like, all right, I'm going back to the other side. Where are you going? I'm hitting blues country.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And from there, I uh, unintentionally, I was watching a YouTuber called Soviet Womble and his bullshitteries. They were doing uh, a bullshittery over Golf It, and he played the song Carolus Rex. From Savaton and that dove me to them. And then from there I've been listening to most all their stuff. Uh been listening to a lot of Nightwish, listening to Power Wolf, Beast in Black, uh, Aelstorm.
2: not Hailstorm, Ailstorm. Hey, once again, once again, this is the bus where I get off.
1: <laughs> yep. It, I've pretty much been in the power metals genre for the past. Six to eight years,
2: roughly. Like I said, once again, whatever. I was exiting that point of my life. You were like,
1: "Hey, friend." I'm like, "I'm going the other way." I'm sorry. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's not what you want, me, Jared. We have never been on the same path. But like, I've listened to a lot. Of, like, again, my my music is very broad, and like, I've listened to a lot of stuff. Like, I Jared's gonna hate this, but like, I do enjoy paying at the Disco, and I enjoy uh, oh, uh, what is it? Oh. Uh, God, I'm blanking on bands
2: tonight. Uh, Dude, I have no problem with Panic and Fall Out Boy. I enjoyed both of Boy, those. Yeah. yeah, there was no problem with either one of those guys. So I'm fine with that. But it's just like, for me, power metal gets over it. You know, like Cry Venom was another one for me that was like, you know, had Jackie Vincent in it. That was okay. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just like, all right, you got all this build up and everything else. And then you're hearing this guy being like, rah, rah, you know, whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm sitting back here like, yeah, yeah I remember those more. days. And, no, and then, uh, I, I I've conceded to the whole thing of like, you know what? I'm gonna talk about you know, all the other things that are going on.
1: It's also we forgot one album that was a big hit back in the day. Uh, I think it's Red X, or one Red X, was... one Red X. Yep, by Three Days Grace. Three that Days Grace. That album was a banger and a half.
2: Animal, I become right off the top there. Pain. Yep uh what else oh i don't know now that you're gone forever was another one on there i have to look it up oh fuck i'm trying to think of what else riot we forgot about riot yes yes right that whole album was just a banger like, I so, felt so b- bad whenever they did away with their original lead singer and started to play with that fucking My Darkest Day douchebag.
0: Speaking of that song, Riot, I saw a meme before we went on the air that said, you want to start a riot, and then the... And then the um, the response was the opening screen to SmackDown versus Raw two thousand seven. <laughs> I just remember mm-hmm. how dope the soundtracks were to that to those games. And also shout out to the band Nonpoint. I got introduced to them through SmackDown versus Raw 07, 06 and 07 with a bullet with a name and everybody down. So shout out to them as well. So good. Kyle, shit.
2: you know you know another one of those video game music tracks that we always
0: listen to. You remember the band Zebrahead? No, not by name. Maybe I know the song.
2: There was so many of their songs on WWE games. Just look them up sometime.
0: Hmm. That was
2: another one of those popular ones, Zebrahead.
0: That'll be a fun. Topic. It. Absolutely, yeah. That's, that's another thing we discuss: are uh, the I, video game, like, like licensed songs and bands we discovered through video games.
1: I was say like fun. I was about like these bands we discovered through alternate media.
0: Yeah, it's like, instead, dude, of, right. instead of traditional means, yeah, definitely. Like
1: I tell you right now, this is like the you know how I got into Godsmack,
0: Scorpion King. Yes and no. Hmm.
1: Yes, I I do remember, I do remember. I think I remember seeing that music video. I can't remember before then. But what really got me Godsmack really got me into it hooked was uh again same song I Stand Alone, but it was the opening, uh, opening run uh kind of like cinematic scene for. Prince of Persia way within.
0: Was it
2: really? Yes. I'll have
1: to play that again.
2: I'm going to say Uh, most of the stuff I got into was from like Fuse. Do you guys remember that network?
1: Uh, I do not. No,
0: do not. Fuse
2: pretty much played everything alternative. You got anything from Paramore. You got, you know, for me, was the Bird and the Worm by the used. You got that Pretty Handsome Awkward was on that same token. You know, you got to see Fireflies by owl city you got to see like oh, all the oh. alternative stuff yellow card you know that was more or less what fuse was and then of course you had misery business that played on there constantly and then of mm-hmm. course when the twilight movie came out it was decode
1: oh when the twilight movie came out uh uh Paramore was Paramore got a big pop
2: yep because of that song and then of course you got uh so many other ones dude muse was another one that got a big pop super massive black hole
1: Yes, that's it. Oh, man, muse, yeah.
2: Then of oh. course you had stuff like white stripes, like Icky Thump, and Seven Nation
0: Army. That that song slept on because all everyone thinks of is Seven Nation Army. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great song. Oh uh, yeah, granted, oh, it dude. truly is, and deserved. But yeah, uh, Icky Thump deserves his roses too. Uh, oh.
1: I, I, I I think we did a great
0: cover of all this stuff.
2: I the think thing we is, we could do this
0: literally here. all night long. <laughs> oh, much. yeah,
2: we could have a whole freaking episode talking about influential music in our lives. I really do think next week, guys, let's talk about that. Let's talk about bands we discovered through alternative
0: means of media. I'm I, like that. I like that a lot. I really do. So that means video don't...
2: games, folks, and that means television shows, anything.
0: Or commercials. and just Anything that is not the traditional um output of of uh media a media to to, to uh, digest uh ne- that's gonna be a lot of fun next week next thing we want to swing into and folks of course we always want to hear from you what albums help shape the person you are because as we all e- like music's important to everybody t- on to varying degrees but uh once again hit us e- up music
2: eagles live folks
0: always does if hit you guys are on- old
2: enough to remember that campaign <laughs>
0: Hit us up on our Twitter uh, and our Facebook, join our Discord, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely love Discord.
1: I, I don't think we have the Discord link out yet. We, we don't.
0: Did.
1: No, we haven't. Oh, I guess created, we're just, just on don't... it. Yeah, it's just us.
2: <laughs> well, let's well get, I'm get glad this. one of us is going to share and give us the sameless plug. And Kyle, I'm so sorry for <laughs> cutting you off. I feel like I've talked over you all fucking night.
0: We Talk to each other over each other all the damn time. I need to work on that. Next so thing that's coming, just, up, that's
1: just us. Like that's just that's just us. Like even if we're talking on the phone, we talk over each other.
2: Oh yeah, you gotta get your you gotta get it in when you can. That's that's pretty much the thing. You're like whoa 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 over here. Yeah, like <laughs> hold on, motherfucker.
0: I got I got some shit to say. You no, know, speaking of shit to say, so I got to thinking over the weekend. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people, and I don't take what this site says is gospel when it comes to revealing movies because it more is just an aggregator but a lot of people do swear by rotten tomatoes okay now rotten tomatoes IMDb. yeah IMDb, imdb metacritic is metacritic is more respected and, and accurate but mm-hmm. just for for the sake of this topic we're going to use uh we're going to use the uh, rotten tomatoes as our barometer and i was look, i found this article uh the 140 essential 90s movies And not necessarily saying these are the 140 best movies of this decade because there were also articles for the 70s, 80s, and the 2000s. But, of course, our big specialty is the 90s. So, I got to looking up one of, I think, everyone in our age group loves the movie Hook with Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Mm -hmm. Julie Roberts. Mm -hmm. We all Mm -hmm. love Hook. Do you want to know what the hell Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie? What? 29%. What? I wish, mother, I, met, dude, I wish I was, dude. I wish I was making that
2: up. You know, the only authority back in the day was Siskel and Ebert. Those guys knew what was up.
0: G- Generally, and dude, and like they they were professional movie critics. But even even guys like them that you would have thought would have been snobs towards movies that had like sophomore humor, they loved Wayne's World.
2: Oh, dude, though those guys they gave so many good reviews. Like I said, obviously positive on Hook. Uh, you know, Wayne's World, Bill and Ted, man, they gave great reviews on that.
0: So, with that being said, and the here's the barometer, uh, the peak for me. I, lo- I do really I do really enjoy this movie, and I'm sure you guys have seen it before and you really liked it, especially kids. The movie Babe. Yes, babe, you know, no, it got a ninety-seven percent from Rotten Tomatoes. There's I like the movie. There. I don't. I don't love it like that. They rate this movie higher than The Crow, and y'all know what that means to me personally. Like, well, Jared, like I'm sure that would be ask. like putting that would be like putting saying Babe is better than any Chuck Norris movie for you.
2: <laughs> well, I thought you're gonna go Power Rangers. I'd be like, there better be goddamn Power Rangers on that list.
0: You know? Do you actually want to know? Because like now, now that's gonna lead into. Let's talk about some of our favorite movies from our childhood that critics most likely crapped on and since you brought it up we're gonna we're gonna look up Power Rangers the movie and that I, got I, I'm horror
1: reviews if I I'm podcast. very
0: worried what the the uh shut the French
2: Ooh. doors right the fuck now.
0: <laughs> no you wanna see the percentage let's see the percentage for this. Oh my god it's better than hook dude <laughs> the
2: shock the shock is too much
0: Plus five. It's a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's better than Hook, according to Rotten Tomatoes. And you love Power Rangers more than any human being on Earth, even the actors in it, in the shit. But dude, they they took
2: a big shit on when they did the second movie. They took a big dump. I remember looking it up. How did the second Power Rangers movie do? A Turbo Turbo? Power Rangers movie. That Uh, thing, I know they shit on that hard.
0: Let's Uh. see. Nineteen ninety-seven Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Yeah, fifteen percent.
2: Yeah, that they that was a great movie in my mindset. And you know, folks, here's the thing: universally, always keep in mind, just because a critic says that it's ass in the bucket, doesn't mean it's ass to you. Oh all my
1: about god! I got one for you guys. Yo, growing up, Jared, you you pretty, pretty big fan of Pokemon, right? We all remember oh, yeah. like Pokemon the first movie came out, right?
2: Yep. Not everybody yes. remembers it though, Byron, but I remember it. <laughs>
1: Guess what it has on uh Rot Tomatoes Tell me. 16%.
0: Yeah, garbage. Those
2: bastards, there was a heartfelt message we lost Ash. Catch him in that movie. They that need movie- to
0: fucking get rid of All those Pokémon cried. Damn yes.
1: it.
2: Everybody
1: everybody remembers the song Brother, my brother. Oh my god, that song was so heartfelt when they're the That song was playing like your heart just rinses, Rins wrenches itself.
2: You're like, oh! dude. How many, how many artists at that time were on that soundtrack, though? So
0: many. It was so good.
2: Oh, I'm losing faith in
0: humanity here.
2: This now, like a, now, that,
0: you know what this also lends credence hmm. to? One, two things. Number or one, major thing: movie critics should not be allowed to review the following types of movies in my book because generally they're not the target audience. Kids movies. Yeah, and yeah. black hood movies.
2: And this okay, also gets a one big
0: shout out to all of my family because I pitched this to them asking, what are like you all like I mean, most of us have the same favorite hood movies for the most part. And by hood movies, I mean you go into somebody's house in the hood, and these are the kind of movies you expect to find in their house. Movies like Friday, Menace to Society, House Party, and so on, so forth, things like that. I'd even say the fifth element is kind of a hood movie because Chris Tucker kills it. But I looked I'll up some ratings for some of these movies with the exception of like a boys in the hood and house party, which got like 90% and up. These people should not be allowed to remove review movies that are designed that were target. The target audience was, well, people like me. Same with kids movies. Yeah, Cause like, I you feel don't that, have animation. I, feel like it, imagination. Well, I, mean,
2: it, I mean, anything animated in that regard, because I mean, obviously, you guys remember cool world.
0: That was I that a film. That was absurd. a neat movie.
1: I, I just recently watched that a couple months <sighs> ago.
0: I You're not gonna it, believe. Sorry, Bar, dude, you are not gonna believe what Cool World got, cause I just I had to look it up. Yeah, what's got single digits. Well, that's a ex- that's a believable. four I mean, <laughs> percent. I like I didn't think it was that terrible, but...
2: it, it, it's pretty bad, even for the cast you had. So, that was, I mean, so so rough. that got better views than that like, got worse. Reviews. Luckily, though, there's Saving
1: Grace. Uh, they did Who Framed Roger Rabbit justice, though.
0: I don't think enough. 97%. That's a 100% movie
2: in my book. You, you know what we should look up? What did they do for the Mario Brothers film?
0: Oh, God. oh my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I am on that. I'm if on it's, right it's
2: above a 70, I'm done.
0: It's a 28. Oh, God.
2: That is I got, erroneous.
0: I, I oh one my more, god,
1: yeah. it's came out a little bit later, but the Matrix Revolutions,
0: I wasn't a uh, fan
1: of that. It's got a 35. percent it was much better than the critics gave it, like it was different, but like how it, it was a good, like, end to that trilogy. It was strictly really better than the second one, too. Well,
0: yeah, Reloaded uh, kind of sucked.
2: It, it's, I don't know. Terrible. Kyle, there there is one thing. Hopefully they can get it right. What did Die Hard do?
0: <sighs> you mean the you mean the greatest Christmas movie ever made? I just made a somewhere. I, I I just made some women mad somewhere. I already know that.
2: The best goddamn Christmas movie ever. It's not 94%. Great.
0: Is that satisfactory? That's satisfactory. No.
2: no. <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing nothing less than a hundred. Nothing less than a hundred.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I see that once again. You're not a like if you didn't grow up with the greatest imagination in the world, and if you can't if you can't watch a kids movie and think about it like a child or like you would have as a kid, maybe you shouldn't be reviewing these movies.
1: Also, you know what? A, we, go ahead. I'll tell you this right now: like when, when it comes to like critic reviews, I always have a grain of salt when it comes to especially with strange genres, especially because of superhero movies. <laughs> like, oh yeah, there are so many mo- superhero movies out there that get snubbed because they're not considered quality
2: or canon to the character.
0: Who determines what quality is? You know who does the consumer does.
1: Essentially it's for the critics, if it's not like a level of like I think it's like the godfather on that kind of like cinema, it's like it's not quality.
0: See that's bullshit Mm -hmm. because more often than not, not like you have to know exactly what you're filming, know who you're targeting it to, and it's called reading the room. Know your audience. If you're going for something with a Godfather type of vibe, make sure you know who you're selling this movie to.
1: Uh, again, critics don't care. They're all about it has to be a certain way. If it's not a certain way, it's
2: trash. Let, let's put two things up together. Let's compare Michael Keaton's Batman to Robert Patterson's Batman.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll see. Batman 1989. Yeah, let's do that. Because uh, I'm very interested, in, and that's a, good, um, that's a good one. So... Let's see, Batman 1989 got 72% from Rotten Tomatoes, and then Ooh, let's do no. the Batman. Yeah. Uh, it's probably and got
2: 89 or 90%.
0: 85. Woo! That was close. Very close in the ballpark, 10,000 points. I'm I'm wondering if that is the, um, I want to say that that's not, I'm, not, I'm going to guess and say that's not the highest rated Batman. I'm definitely going to say one of the Christian Bale ones is.
2: It's Dark Knight. I, I would yeah. say do check the Dark Knight and double check because otherwise the only other one I can remotely oh. think of is maybe Batman Returns. Ninety-four percent.
1: Here's here's a here's a Criminal Justice. Blade's got fifty-seven percent.
0: Oh, that's a load of crap. Yeah,
2: that is criminal. But Wesley Snipes oh. played a great C- Blade. Compare
1: it to the audience of seventy-eight.
2: I want to know. I'll be honest with you. Triple H H had no business in the third film. That's third.
1: The first one. and the second one is is considered the best of the other. The third was not considered at all. Yeah, no, no, I'm just
2: saying.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's criminal.
0: Yeah, nobody really can do it at all.
2: Dude, you know something else that's really criminal? And me and Kyle, I've had to share in this disdain all week things that people don't know about or don't have any business talking about.
0: Such as?
2: When kids these days, when you try to make a Wayne's World reference and they just (laughs) look at you like you got turds hanging from your mouth, you're like...
0: You know what? What? Listen, that's not the target audience. I get it. I don't necessarily like it, but I understand. Because I believe all children should be taught in the ways of Wayne Campbell, excellent, and Garth Algar. That's just me personally, though.
2: My thing is you should know that actor for The Love Guru.
0: Jared Mossman.
2: I'm just saying you should not know that actor because of that movie.
0: I thought you said because of, I was going to punch you in the dick for that. You're no, absolutely no, correct. This is the, th- this is the yeah, problem
2: well. I've ran into all week. It's been the whole thing of like, I, so the, on the beaten path of things that people, you know, obviously, you know, younger members of the groups out there, you guys, you know, it's one thing to know what where an actor came from, but it's like, that that's not even their best work. That's that's like shit.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like okay. I know Adam Zandler, Sandler. for you don't mess with the Zohan only.
2: Oh no no that movie nearly no, no. him. Dude dude, dude dude the only so we we've talked about Adam Sandler. You know what my group of kids at work said that they knew Adam Sandler from what? One guess.
0: <sighs> it's not the Jack good and Jill? stuff. <laughs> No, so uh, the two first films dates, which is so the two,
2: fi- so the two films that they know him from is one bedtime stories and two grown ups. Grown
0: ups is not bad. I like grown ups. They're, they're not bad. bad. They're terrible. not bad
2: though. But I think back to like you know when you ask, you like, guys I ever watched like Happy Gilmore? It's like what the hell is that?
0: What Billy Madison?
2: Do you well? They don't know what Billy Madison is. Fuck, dude. They don't even know what the Big wedding Daddy. singer is yeah
0: big daddy big daddy yeah uh little Nikki, little nicky my favorites
2: there was one kid i had at work she knew what little, little nicky was but she only knew the actor henry winkler instead of the as the fonds she knew, him. oh yeah that's the guy from little nicky to get stung i'm like
0: what oh that's just rude gotta educate these kids
2: Dude, it's a constant thing. It it makes you wonder. Like, you got to think, where we grew up at in our timeline, we got to enjoy the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. And obviously, we've expanded on that. But, like, some of these guys, they don't even know, like, the good, like, you know, like, obviously, Bruce Willis's peak. They don't know him at that. They don't know, you know, obviously, Adam Sandler at his peak. Mm -mm. And that's kind of the thing there, you know. It's just... Blows my mind. Sorry to get off on a tangent. I wanted to talk
0: about that. That that you had, literally is. You, you had that one. You had the. You had a week to let that one out, though.
2: I did. It just it floors me. Like you never. You know. It's kind of the same thing with the critics. You know, if you have no business discussing it, don't discuss it. That's don't why. Be...
1: Uh, if if you want a good representation of what how a movie is, look at what the uh, audience is saying about it. Don't look at the critics.
2: Exactly. Never, I'll tell you one thing too. One one good thing to walk away from, I did get some people turned on to some Dirty Dancing because they've never seen it. They got to see Swayze and other stuff, and got to share on some other good films. You know, like Black Dog, and
0: Roadhouse. Good man, good man. Roadhouse. Someone just got roundhouse kick somewhere.
1: I'm trying to find a movie that, like, where an instance. I remember a movie like an instance where the audience hated it, but the critics
2: raved it. Uh that's easy. Uh fuck! No, it's not easy. I just had it, and I lost. I, it. I
1: know there's some out there, but I just can't think of it on top of my head.
2: Well, let's talk about. Uh, well, shit! What am I doing here? I'm trying to think of. Schindler's List was one that the critics raved about, and audiences were kind of hit and miss on. I mean it's it's a it's a heavy movie. It's a very heavy movie. Uh, what else? There is... We are not the type of folks to be on serious discussion of serious films that critics... Oh, well, the critics...
1: Actually, actually, according to Rotten Tomatoes, Schindler's List is well-received by both uh the critics and audience.
0: As it should be, hmm. quite frankly.
1: It's a hard-hitting movie.
0: Schindler's List is an absolute classic, and it's something, honestly, that I think everybody needs to watch at some point in their life.
1: Oh, Kyle, you're not going to like the rating they gave, uh... It i the
0: Sonic 2. Excuse me. Only sixty nine. Everybody buckle up. Only what? Oof. Only sixty-nine. First off, that's not nice in this case. <laughs> wow, that is rude. But it's... guess guess what the audience gave it? A 96. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right then. See that so, don't what... listen to these people.
2: Once again, reasons why you shouldn't listen to somebody that's a film critic. Most of the time, it's like you're not even... The films that they're reviewing ain't even in the niche that they... if Say if it was something that they enjoy watching, they would give it a positive view. If it's something they're just like, I'm not watching this shit. Pan it.
0: Exactly. If you're basing basing your opinions off of what somebody else, a group of other people say, and you're not experiencing and feeling... Because it's about what it's about, how that movie makes you feel. It's about how the experience that you receive more than anything else. That's why, yeah, is Rocky Five great? No, but does that movie make me feel some kind of way where I feel like I can go do something with my life? Absolutely. So I do like Rocky Five for that. Plus, there's a speech that makes me cry with Burgess Meredith. Rest in peace, Mickey. So once again, folks, uh, hit us up on all the social medias. uh, Let us know that your favorite movies that, quote unquote, critics absolutely could not stand or didn't give the love you felt that that movie deserved. Let us know. We definitely want to hear from you. Uh, That was a lot of fun. And now I'm kind of mad. 69% is not nice in this case. You you Uh, know what? I kind of wonder, Kyle.
2: I wonder how the animated movie of Sonic actually stacks against that
0: i don't know i don't maybe that didn't yeah. get a rate because it wasn't released at i'm kind of
2: curious about that well so i'm kind of curious about I, I, it, I I know it was. a
1: little bit more uh kyle the first sock movie only got 63 percent from the critics
0: see they're very Ooh. wrong they're very wrong they're very jaded
1: again if it doesn't fit a certain genre they don't care
2: they don't give a shit you're right exactly
0: you
1: or 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 if it doesn't hit a certain demograph or political whatever like if it hits a certain demographic, political whatever oh they'll give it rave reviews
2: kyle before we spin dash off what do we got for that rating on that movie
0: there isn't one really no it wasn't a theatrical release
2: you know what, gentlemen? I vote we give it some justice. Also, next week, guys, what do you say we go ahead and watch that sometime and we review it? Oh, this
1: pisses me
0: Ooh, off. That's a great one, yeah. Oh. Oh.
1: I, oh. So, you know, Top Gun Maverick came out recently, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Really
1: want to see They gave it a uh, Chris a review of
0: 97%. Of Top Gun Maverick?
1: Yeah, 97%. What did the original get? Only 56%. Screw no. you, dude. It's, it's, screw, uh... Oh, you. Folks, let that be indicated right there. They hate the first, but apparently love the sequel. I smell something
0: shady as fuck. There's first off... There's some
2: suckery afoot.
0: What do we, okay, I, I, I obviously haven't seen Maverick yet, definitely want to see it, but 80s movies that maybe didn't have the strongest script, as they're snobbish about, you know what those movies made up for with? Awesome soundtracks, montages, and charisma.
2: You know something else, Byron? What did Days of Thunder get? Oh, boy. Because I'm pretty sure Val Kilmer was in that, too. Am I not mistaken?
0: Uh...
1: No, it's Tom Cruise.
0: I thought he was was in there, too. No, it is a Tom Cruise
2: movie. No, I thought Tom Cruise was there, but I thought that he was in there, too, as well with him. I
1: have to go in deeper. Trying to find the nothing ever
2: good came from saying You have to go in deeper.
1: Oh, basically, you got to look deeper into like the actual cast. I don't see Val Kilmer. No, it's Tom Cruise. It was only a 38% on Rotten Tomato.
0: And Jerry's gonna
2: boil <laughs> it. No, I'm pretty calm. I didn't realize that John C. Riley was in Days of Thunder, though. I've actually never seen Days of Thunder. Also, Michael Rooker was in that too. He was Rowdy Burns. I didn't know that. Who? Michael Rooker. He was on obviously Walking Dead. He was also in Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Just didn't care I initially recognize the name from because once again, I've never seen Days of Thunder. And we actually we we're selling multiple copies of it at our at our store. Uh, Because we have this big Tom Cruise feature right now.
2: (laughs) It was Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were in that.
0: Well, I remember seeing a movie with them in it as a little kid, but that wasn't it. Eyes wide shut.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we've squirreled off track. Byron's getting the angry face. We better get ready to push that rewind. (laughs) I
1: saw saw the score the critics gave Event Horizon.
2: Don't even. 29%. Shut your whore mouth.
0: That's garbage. I'll read the
1: critics' critics' consensus. Despite a strong opening that promises sci-fi thrills, Event Horizon quickly uh, devolves into an excessive of style or substance, whose flash effects and gratuitous gore fail to mask its over over reliance on horror cliches. Hmm. It's a fucking movie about the ship going through hell. What the fuck did you expect,
2: (laughs) dude? I digress. I digress. Kyle, will you please hit that button?
0: God, that's the worst rewind button in the history of rewind buttons. I just made that up. Folks, time for our retro rewind this week. And what we're going to do this week is review a... Uh, some people would consider it a cult classic of the 16-bit era. This is a super cherished game in our hearts. It is Konami and Arts Presents Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I first remember seeing this cartridge. We lived over by. You guys remember the Claudia House, is the Bloodworth House in Papa Bluff? Oh
2: yeah.
0: We had a we had a neighbor across the street who had who uh, used to have this game, and it was the weirdest looking cartridge I've ever seen with the with the uh, art on it. No idea what it could even. And honestly, it looked like it could have been a fake label. That's how weird this game looked. Years later, I finally got to play it, of course, with uh with our uh, jeweler, Mister Whitworth. Uh, Cause he got the game, and we would spend weekends playing this, playing this game, and it's so much fun, so hard. Basically, it—if you every cheesy B horror movie flip trope you can think of is turned up to eleven in a top-down uh, shooter where you play as either a, a little boy or a little girl wearing 3D movie glasses. Y'all remember the old red and blue 3D movie glasses, and you have to go save the neighbors. And and rescue them from all kinds of aliens and zombies and oversized giant babies that shake the screen. Oh yeah. If if you think this sounds fake, it's not. <laughs> um, I have a
2: question for you, Kyle. Which one did you like yes. better? Genesis or Super Nintendo's version?
0: Honestly, Super Nintendo because of the sound because of the music.
2: I don't know. I felt like they both were pretty on par. The only thing I, I... I like the mapping of the Genesis controller versus the Super Nintendo controller at that time for now, that game. Talking about
0: th- are you talking about the 3 button or the 6 button controller? 3 button. Well, honestly, th- honestly that game is better su- I'm not going to say it's better suited, but playing it on Genesis, you don't lose anything using the 3 button controller because some games you did lose a lot be- if you didn't have a 6 button, but I've always liked the feel of the Super NES controller even though I'm a Genesis guy. But the uh, this when it came to games that were on both consoles, usually the usually the Super NES had clearer audio, mm-hmm. and I always appreciated oh, that yeah. a lot more. Seth um, Power Rangers the graphics movie, was, and well, yeah, that's completely different. Well, those are two two different games, but um, yeah, music on a um, Power Rangers the movie just kicks ass. But you could definitely tell this game feels and looks like a '90s Konami game. It was made by LucasArts and distributed by Konami, but it definitely feels like a Konami game. And this was at a time when LucasArts had just come off of making the Super Star Wars trilogy, so they had a really good run at this time. Um, but this game is 55 levels. It is not easy at all. It is, it is a difficult game. And if you're fortunate enough to beat the game, there are bonus levels after the fact. Yep. I was what about say, what it- about all the weapons, the, the special weapons you had in the game? Remember? Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular favorites?
2: I mean, I always enjoyed the soda bombs. Those were my favorite, or the bazookas.
0: I always yeah, the, the bazookas were great, especially against the Jason Voorhees chainsaw dudes. They were those guys were hard to kill.
2: Or just the fact of like when you could turn into like go beast mode and just like start punching things.
0: Yeah, like turn some, into alter, a monster. Some, al- some altered beast type of shit. Um where you would drink essentially basically you were drinking Hulk juice. So if you think about Pretty it much. you're getting these little kids drunk and they and they like hallucinate and turn into a big purple monster that just that makes everything explode with one punch that is, is honestly folks the best thing about this game is kind of a proper and um representative of just throwing just trying new ideas in the 90s and not and not all your video games having to be taken so seriously it's like it's a simple game. It's it's better to play with with another person, no question. Um, this is
2: the pure handling of a couch co op. This is like memories right here of everybody able to sit that, down and play with their friends.
0: And that's how games should be. I, I'm like we're all still big proponents of that. Uh, obviously, you know we live far apart, but like we could still sit down and just game and bullshit like just like that. Now I uh, want to give an extra shout out to uh, Mr. Whitworth and in this case Mrs. Whitworth because this was their long-term goal before they got married he told me that they spent they would spend all, all, a lot of their free time tag teaming to beat zombies ate my neighbors together as a couple if that's not power moves i don't know what is
2: that is some great couples goals right there for everybody
0: get, get you get a uh, get you the get you the wife that's going to help you beat a really hard game
2: or the one that's going to support you in any sort of hobby you choose.
0: Absolutely. So you just definitely want to give a shout out to our man and his wife, uh, and and his wife and their and their lovely family. And also, can you say dedication? You know, Matt has owned the same Genesis since ninety four.
1: Damn, it's still working.
0: Hell yeah, it does. Dude, he's still got all, almost all of those games that he has are original copies. Like except he has two copies of X Men Two Clone Wars, which I mean, great game. Can't have enough of those. But yeah, dude, like he's had the same he's had the same uh, car, console for almost thirty years, well, and it's a model it's, it's a model too.
2: Dude, it's the same way with my Super Nintendo. I've had the same one since
0: ninety five. And complete envy, like I've never honestly the, the old the longest I ever ha- owned a console. I had a uh, I had a PS two Slim. It was silver, and I had that for about six seven years. And then eventually, just gave it to my gave it to my little sister because I had Guitar Hero, and she she appreciated that more than me.
1: Uh, The longest console I ever had was my 360. I've had it since 2011.
0: That's impressive. 11 year run. That's very impressive.
2: See, I'm I'm over here with all my retro shit. I'm just like same. No, actually, scratch that.
1: Scratch that. Uh, My handheld systems. I still have my original uh, Game Boy Color and uh, Game Boy Advance SP that work.
2: I'm going to say, Byron, I actually have one of your Game Boy Advances at my house right now. Do you? Yeah, you remember the frost purple one? The original Game Boy Advance? Yeah,
1: Dance? I don't know.
2: It's don't like know. the clear purple? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Is the back yeah. missing? Because that's The my, my, my back of mine was broken.
2: The back's missing on this one.
1: So it's probably mine.
2: I Frankenstein and got the back off of my other one because I had the Pelican grip on my other one. So I, I, it has the donor purple on the back
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And yet, to this day, I still have not owned a Game Boy. I feel that is an absolute fail.
2: Here's the other funny thing about me and Byron. We borrow things and hold on to it for years. <laughs> and we forget. <laughs> and we hey, forget at, least, and-
0: <laughs> at least you know it's in, the, it's in the hands of somebody you trust and not just some rando you saw in school or something.
2: Myron, right, you know something else? I still have your copy of Gold in my Game Boy Advance case. <laughs> oh, it, it, we're we're on the lost and found section of the rewind.
0: <laughs> Y'all are pathetic, um, but no, this is a game I have a lot of.
2: Yeah, it yeah I enjoyed the overall game it it's flawless it's great couch co-op obviously you have tons of nostalgia with you guys and you know everything else you just can't go wrong with this game it's it's a it's a gem facts but you know what we need to get back together we need to do some gaming and I mean I know obviously I'm gonna see you fools at some point in the summer
1: some point. If gas prices don't keep spiking the way they are.
2: Well, we ain't going to be letting that down. It's going to be all right.
1: Well, well on the plot right side, tomorrow's my last day at my uh, old job, and I will be down to just one job. So I have for weekends off again.
2: At last. Yes. Well, what do you say we finally end this little run of the show and we close up kyle won't you take us out
0: i'm all for it uh, folks once again thank you for joining us on another splendiferous uh exciting episode of Beards, beard and bros for the crew myself byron jared we will see you next week with more jocularity and it's going to be a lot of fun and we'll do what we do and bring you the bring the heat until then be kind and always rewind we'll see you folks next week take care
2: see you next week folks